We've upped our nickname game. Now up yours. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. All right. Welcome to the Naked Apple and all of its glory. Glory. I was trying to think of a naked pun, but my mind was bare. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. (laughs) I mean, technically, in all of its glory is a naked pun. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, we got some fun stuff this week because, well, the new year started and the Biden administration went full retard. Yes. In case you thought they couldn't any more than they already have. Everybody knows you never go full retard. But indeed. You went full retard, man. Full retard. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Pushing. Thank you. (laughs) <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll jump into it with. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for covering that. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> You're welcome. With some vitamin B, which uh, Ecom has teased us with <clears throat> before, and it sounds like he had a good week of. Well, when Biden administration goes full retard, it makes satire that much easier to actually do. Does it though? No. I, I tend to think it actually makes satire sound more like real news. There's that. <laughs> this, this was supposed to be... It's not how this works. <laughs> it's not, it's not how to any guess. of this works. Anyway. <laughs> the Babylon B prediction machine continues to roll on. They are the new Simpsons. <laughs> Babylon B did it. <laughs> uh, well... Here we go, then. Hello, and welcome to your vitamin B. Well, thank you. We have news for you this week. Coming up on the anniversary of a day that will live in infamy, uh, the FBI has decided to host once again their first annual January 6th reunion. (laughs) (laughs) so good of them that's the key to bring the band back together that's the key with these kind of stories it's just hit so close to right that it is right it is (laughs) it is so good in other news the Ghislaine Maxwell trial ended (laughs) recently and Ghislaine Maxwell was sentenced to 10 unsupervised minutes with Hillary Clinton (laughs) That'll go well. It will go well. I wonder if they're going to talk about the unfortunateness of her name. Ghislaine. It's quite the emphasis you have there. It is. (laughs) Quite the emphasis. (laughs) After her sentence is carried out, 
she has announced that after being convicted for her sex crimes, she's been hired on at CNN. Oh, good. Good. That'll be a good fit for her. It will be. She'll fit right in. It. She will. It will. Indeed. <laughs> it will. Continuing she. in the same veins, CNN boasts they haven't had an employee sex scandal all year. Article dated January 3rd. <laughs> all year. That's right. We have been accident free. We have been pedophile free for three <laughs> pedophile days. Pedophile free for three days. <laughs> Missed opportunity there. Ah, indeed. In your entertainment news, Dave Chappelle apologizes for photograph with unfunny friend Patton Oswalt. It's about time. It really. is about time. I was beginning to think he never would. It's truly egregious. It is. It is egregious. <laughs> Ted Cruz says all his haters are just unable to resist his raw sex appeal. I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He is not wrong. <laughs> Everybody likes a little salt and pepper. A little bit. Just, just a, a pinch. Bit. Just a pinch. <laughs> right on the jawline. <laughs> In other news, communist dictators jealous of all the attention Hitler is getting when they killed way more people. That, I mean, yeah, yeah. Speaking of insufferable douchebags, Biden approval rating among libertarians skyrockets after he says federal solutions don't work. <laughs> Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> and... I have a uh, a response here from uh, uh, Spike Cohen. Mm -hmm. You're not wrong, Brandon. Walter. You're just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been your vitamin B. And now I've got to scroll back uh, so I can hit the button. Uh, <laughs> Boxed. Da -da 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 Boxed. That was great. That was great. You're not wrong, Brandon. You're just an asshole. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. So, if you find yourself in a COVID vaccine predicament of sorts, whether you've gotten it or not gotten it, we Put have... Your head between your legs and kiss your butt goodbye. <laughs> well, before you do that... Oh, oh. We found two ways in which you can make money off of it. Ooh! Aside from lawsuits. <laughs> Option one, you live in Australia, is an un unfortunate prerequisite. That is one big pile of shit. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The penal colony that is returning to its roots, filled with all kinds of things that nobody really wants to live around. Anyway, if you've gotten the vaccine and you live in Australia well you can just um, and you've had adverse effects from after getting the vaccine you can report that to the Australian government and they will compensate you for adverse effects that oh. don't exist oh really so we're told there's no adverse effects, which is why they're paying people that have adverse effects. Anyways, what adverse I adverse effects <clears throat> like anaphylactic reactions, thrombosis, myocarditis, pericarditis, 
Capillary leak syndrome. That sounds bad. <laughs> Capillary leak syndrome. Ah, um, hmm. <laughs> huh. Julian Barr syndrome. And thrombocytopenia. I assume that's how you pronounce it. I just kind of sounded sure. it out as I went. Uh, but however, if you get COVID-19 after getting the thing that's supposed to keep you from getting COVID-19, you don't get compensated for that. Yes. And if you injure yourself when you faint from the shot, that isn't covered either. No. Or psychological and psychiatric conditions such as shock. Yeah. Yeah. Headache, fatigue, injection site reaction, muscle or joint pain. Common things with getting most types of things like that you don't get stuff it's yeah. more the things that actually change your life mm. <clears throat> i like that they call it a scheme <laughs> COVID 19 vaccine claims scheme this is from the australian government department of health website and it's they it's, are scheming it's a scheme. scheming schemers oh, hold up <laughs> the scheme will cover the cost of injuries a thousand dollars and above due to administration of TGA-approved COVID-19 vaccine or due to an adverse event that is considered to be caused by COVID-19 vaccination. So if you manage to acquire any of these specific vaccine adverse effects, you are entitled to a portion of tax refund. For claims between $1,000 and $20,000. Wow. Australian, so, you know, it's like two cents. Claimants need to <laughs> been hospitalized. They spelled hospitalized wrong. For at least one night. They spelled it British. They spelled it wrong. Yes, For at exactly. least one night and provide applicable evidence of the nature of the injury, medical documentation of its likely relationship to a COVID-19 vaccination, which I'm guessing is very easy to get in Australia. Hospitalization due to vaccine-related injury, medical costs, lost wages... Hospitalization requirement may be waived if outpatient treatment is received. Las Vegas? What? Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, not admitted to the hospital, blah, 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 and a link to submit your claim. But seeing as how nobody in Australia listens to us anymore, moot for most That's of our listeners. all the ones that did got arrested. <laughs> they're, all, <clears throat> they're all in the summer camps. Ah. Having a great time. Great time. I'm having a great time. Just, so, just stay away from the showers. So a little closer to home. At least five GOP-led states offer jobless benefits to workers who refuse vaccines. Others may follow. This is from the Washington Post. So it's probably a negative slant on this. I see it as a very positive slant. <laughs> I don't know. I'm never a fan of government handouts. I'm not, but if, but. You're, if the government's in the process of handing out money for stupid stuff and you get fired because you don't do stupid stuff, retaliation in the adverse way is fantastic. <laughs> At least five Republican-led states have extended unemployment benefits to people who've lost jobs over vaccine mandates, and a smattering of others may soon follow. That's part of their slam. There's a smattering of others. Workers who quit or are fired for cause under which defying company policy would qualify are generally intelligible, ineligible for jobless benefits. But Arkansas, Florida, Iowa, Kansas, and Tennessee have carved out exemptions for those who won't submit to the multi-shot coronavirus vaccine regimens that many businesses now require. Similar ideas have been floating in Wyoming, Wisconsin, and Missouri. 
Critics contend these states are incentivizing people to skip shots that public health experts say offer the best protection against a virus that has killed more than 800,000 Americans. It's fascinating that they're still keeping a running total on this and not a yearly total like every other virus. It's almost as if it's a political game. Business leaders and industry <clears throat> groups have argued against the change because they say companies end up shouldering the costs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe don't force people to do stuff that affects them outside of work. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. And then you don't have to pay for it. And the efforts are playing out as the Biden administration is pressuring immunization rules for private companies and as coronavirus cases are surging again because of the fast-spreading Omicron variant. Oh, no. Yeah. You want to know the easiest way to tell that it's all bullshit? Aside from <clears throat> everything? Look at, uh, there's a statistic of uh, total deaths per day uh-huh. uh, each year. Uh-huh. And it, it, it's always right around like 8,000. And it fluctuates around, like it, it increases every year. It, right. it increases by a percent every year. And that percentage increase varies between like half a percent up to like 4%. Right. Okay. It has steadily for the last 100 years. Right. Because there's more people. There's more people on the earth, and yeah. especially with the boomers mm-hmm. coming up on exactly. uh, their expiration dates. Yeah, you know, you know and it, it's, it all makes sense. But there's, there's a typical range for that increase right. every year. Um, and it didn't change. Actually, it did change. It went down to a low the last two years. Oh, because coronavirus is so bad it took over every other death. No, I mean the number of deaths per year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. for instance, 2016. Yes. There are 2,744,000 deaths. Okay, 2017, there's 2,813,000 deaths. It's a 2.5% increase. Right. So, and and for several years before that, it's between been between 1% and 3% every year. It goes up. Right. 2018, 2,839,000 deaths. That's a 1% increase from 2017. 2019, 2,855,000 deaths. That's a half a percent increase between 2018 and 2019. Uh-huh. Between 2019 and 2020, 2,913,000 deaths. That's a 2% increase back to within the standard. Uh-huh. It didn't vary. It, it went up 2%. Yes, but that's within the margin of error for a statistical regular increase. <laughs> oh, see. If COVID was as bad as they say it is, we would have seen a spike in that to around 5 6% plus. If it's the pandemic, they if it's the pandemic that they claim it is, it was a perfectly normal year for deaths Ah. overall. Mm. And it's it's somewhere like uh, it's somewhere in the vicinity of like eight thousand deaths per day is what it all equals out to, and it is literally almost statistically no difference between the last five years. 
So aside from statistics, what evidence do you have? Common sense. Oh. Oh. How does emotion play into that? It doesn't. But what if I want to have emotion play into it? Then kick yourself in the nuts and call it a day. <laughs> There's your emotion. There's your emotion. <laughs> go ahead and cry over Just that. Go ahead and cry over <laughs> Exactly. You are officially handicapped. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, so there's there's that. If you get fired for whatever reason in those five states, soon to be eight-ish states, uh, take comfort in knowing that, hey, they'll pay you. They'll make sure your business pays more in unemployment benefits. Well, that's unfair. Well, they made it so it's illegal to sue the... Uh, Makers of the vaccines, so pharmaceutical companies, so the employers have to dole that out now. Uh, anyway, uh, last week, uh, Mike threw out just whimsically that uh, PCR tests are inaccurate <laughs> at best. That's because I'm right. Yeah, and also just saying, and also we covered it before and showed the CD had a link to the CDC thing and all that stuff. You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole, a very remembrant asshole. Yep. <laughs> um, and I thought after uploading the episode, I was like, I probably should have put a link to that just in case something happens. Oh no, no, no! It's fine. So remembrant, I was off by only seven hundred in my guess of how many total deaths per day there are in the U.S. It is eight thousand seven hundred. <laughs> By the way, I just looked it up. Can confirm. Suck it. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I didn't put the link up, and I probably should have, but it's okay because the CDC's, CDC director, Rochelle Lewinsky, came flying into Her the Her new rescue. nickname is Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pull this up. For, for those that don't know, for the uh, she's wearing a duck face. Duck face. No more horse face. It's all duck face. There you go. It's duck season. <laughs> Wabbit season. Duck it, season. If, Wabbit season. If they're not wearing the duck face mask, they've got it turned sideways somehow like Fauci does over here. And it's, uh, well, like much Does that like make how, it a predator mask? Well, I was going to say like how Daffy Duck, when well, he gets shot in the face. And when he gets shot in the face, he's spinning around sideways. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. So it's the isn't it the predators that their face opens like sideways? Probably. Little. You're saying things. Fauci's a predator? I mean, ah. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> to catch a predator. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny and hilarious and just awesome. Huh. Apparently, that's not capturing the TV. Interesting. So I showed a black screen to everyone. You showed a black screen to our fans? Yep. How dare you? I don't know why it's doing that. That's weird. I don't know why it's doing that either. Huh. Well, I'll have to fix that for next time. Because <laughs> that's a whole process. <laughs> Luckily, we don't have a video to show, I don't think. Okay. I don't that's, think so. That's fine. That's fine. Then. <laughs> anyway, she came out and, uh, on Good Morning America uh, and said that the PCR test can show positive cases for as long as three months. 
Huh. The newly updated CDC guidelines don't require testing at the end of isolation because PCR tests can stay positive for up to 12 weeks, CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky told Good Morning America on Wednesday. So we would have people in isolation for a very long time if we're relying on PCRs. Huh. Walensky also addressed Tuesday's news from the FDA that, according to early data, rapid antigen tests may be less sensitive when it comes to the Omicron variant. We do, not, we do know that the most sensitive test you can do is a PCR test, which is part of why it keeps track of it for 12 weeks. Also part of why it's highly inaccurate because it tests positive well, it's, for it's, things that aren't actually COVID. It says it's very sensitive. <clears throat> yes, if one little tiny dead virus is on there, it will detect it and say that you're infected. Being sensitive doesn't always mean you're useful. <laughs> And the same thing applies to tests like AOC, this. AOC, for example. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have symptoms and you have a negative antigen test, we do ask you to go and get a PCR to make sure those symptom symptoms are not attributed to COVID. If you have the sniffles and it didn't work the first time, go try again with something that absolutely will pick it up. Even though you probably just have the sniffles because it's cold outside. But the common flu is making a comeback this year. So apparently it's off. After, it's after done with taking holiday. a vacation, <laughs> it has decided it's time to get back to work. Yeah. With that, <clears throat> so uh, the CDC, I think it's in this one too. Yeah, the CDC announced that instead of quarantining for 10 days, now, remember, we covered before when it switched from 14 to 10, and the reason was people don't like 14 days. Oh. Really? We just got to so find what people will accept. Now. Got to see how far we can this, push the envelope. This all happened within, like, three days. So, <laughs> so it was 10 days that you had to quarantine. And then over the weekend, they said five days is how long you have to quarantine. And it was such a strange change that even CNN and others were like, do you have, are you going to release the data on why we're going to do? Uh, yeah, we'll give it to you. So, so what's the reason why? People don't like 10 days, so we switched it to five. So there's no science behind it. Well, we did a survey. So it sounds like this decision had just as much to do with business as it did with science. Well, I mean, CNN, Caitlin Collins said, so from what you're saying, it sounds like this decision has just as much to do with business as it did with science. And the answer, it really had a lot to do with what we thought people would be able to tolerate, Wolowinski replied. Uh, oh. We have seen relatively low rates of isolation for all of this pandemic. Some science has demonstrated that less than a third of people are isolating when they need to. So people aren't listening to us, so we're changing our guidelines to make it seem more like people are listening to us. Look, more people are quarantining now. But you change the experiment. People the the are only staying home as long as they feel sick for, which is about five days. So what we're going to do is we're going to change our guidance to say 
stay home for five days. That way, more people are in compliance. 100% success! We really want to make sure we have guidance in this moment where we were going to have a lot of disease that could be adhered to, that people were willing to adhere to, and that spoke to specifically when people were maximally infectious. So it really spoke to both behaviors and to what people were able to do. Translation, we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, naturally, they got some kickback for that, shockingly. And uh, they've now changed it to seven days. <laughs> because reasons. <laughs> Dr. Anthony Fauci tells Snuffleupagus that the CDC is considering amending the isolation guidance for asymptomatic patients to include testing. The CDC is very well aware that there has been some pushback about that. Uh-huh. They're not doing what I told them to. A pretty big backlash this week to the CDC cutting quarantine for those testing positive without symptoms for five days. Stephan up, snuffle up, I guess, begin. First of all, are you surprised by that? And what was the, why not have a negative test? Why not require a negative test for that extra layer of protection? Well, because it's all trash, George. As the Wolowinski reported, that it generally doesn't really work to get a negative test. Now, he said, uh, well, let's talk about the first principle, George. The idea of it, of if a person is without symptoms and infected, that they need to be isolated for five days. Normally, that would be 10 days. The CDC decided that they would cut that down to five days if the person remains asymptomatic so long as when they do go out in the second five days of that 10-day period back to work or back into society that they diligently wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's worked so well so far. You know, I love it when uh, Sniffin' Syphilis gets on and does his... Sniffin' uh, Syphilis. <clears throat> his little interviews like this. They're always so enlightening. I mean, that's a hard-hitting question right there. It is so hard-hitting. You're it right. It means so much. You're right. There's been some <clears throat> concern about why we don't ask people at that five-day period to get tested. That is something that is now under consideration. The CDC is very well aware that there has been some pushback about that. Looking at it again, there may be an option in that that testing could be part of that, could be a part of that, and I think we're going to be hearing more about that in the next day or so from the CDC. You know, Sniffin' Syphilis and Jizz Lane should get together and talk about unfortunate naming. It's Sniffin' Syphilis. <laughs> I like it! <laughs> We've upped our nickname game, now up yours. <laughs> Also, Fauci uh, said that child hospitalizations for COVID-19 are overblown. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> no, no way. What? Who would have guessed? Since when? It's not a thing. That I, this, the numbers are going down? What? Is that what he said? Is that? Uh, this was on MSNBC, so it <clears> makes <throat> it all the better. Yeah. 
Um, first of all, quantitatively, you're having so many more people, including children, who are getting infected. And even though hospitalization among children is much, much lower on a percentage basis than hospitalization for adults, particularly elderly individuals, when you have such a large volume of infections among children, even with a low level of low level of rate of infection, you're going to still see a lot more children who get hospitalized. But the other important thing is that if you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. That's actually very important. What it is very important. <laughs> what we mean by that, if a child goes to the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID. How can we boost our numbers? How, what if we force everyone that goes to the doctor gets tested with the most sensitive test possible? Yeah. What do you think? That's what they do. They can make up anything. And they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual when in fact they may go in for a broken leg or appendix, appendicitis. And if your kid's got appendicitis, I'm sorry, <laughs> or something like that. So it's overcounting the number of children who are, quote, hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. Hmm. Yeah. And you, you got to love the legalese that they insert into everything they do. And with that, you can apply that to everyone that goes to the hospital because it's not just kids going to the hospital because of appendicitis, among it's, other it's things. Everybody. It's everyone everybody. going to the hospital for everyday <clears throat> hospital things. We're overwhelmed. Well, of course you're overwhelmed. You fired half of your staff. And then you encouraged everyone to go to the hospital for the slightest little sniffle. No, we told them to go to the regular doctor who can't do anything. <laughs> They're but it's okay because... Our staff is practic practicing safe distancing. The protocol for your... If they're asymptomatic, they have to come in after two days instead of after five. The protocol for your regular everyday doctor is you call them and you say, hey, I think I might have COVID. Have you taken a test? No. Go take a test. Then tell us what the test results are. Okay, I took the test. It says I'm positive. All right, stay home. And if it gets bad, go to the ER. Yep. That's how it happens. Uh-huh. Well, do I take anything? No, it's illegal. It's Can't illegal give to, you anything. It's illegal to take anything? No, it's illegal for me to get, to tell you anything else you could take or to write a prescription for anything else that might actually help you from going to the hospital and overwhelming the hospital system. So you just have to sit around and wait until you can't breathe and then go to the hospital and then take up ICU beds. The doctor I saw was like, yeah, take Sudafed, Mucinex, Ibuprofen, and Tylenol. All of it. All of it. <laughs> the gambit, if you will. <laughs> Take it for five days. If you're not better, come back and see me, and we'll send you to the ER. <laughs> so a, actually, skip that part. Just go to the ER. <laughs> there's actually a there's a doctor's office in uh, the Salt Lake Valley that <laughs> it's he's a private practice, so he's not beholden by any major group or anything. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> None of his staff wears masks. He doesn't wear a mask, and um, he's more than happy to write you prescriptions for ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and all that kind of stuff, and tells you which writes it to places that actually will fill it, too. Oh. <laughs> well, next time I catch it, I'll give him a call. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Not that it'll be as bad next time I catch it, because I already had it. Severely. <laughs> had a fever it was awful i don't get fevers i do not recommend then uh, fauci 
didn't have enough with that. He's also, so the White House is considering changing the uh, definition of fully vaccinated to include the booster shot, which is super convenient with the OSHA's uh, deadline coming up on the 10th. <clears throat> so this is how Liberty dies. With thunderous applause. Basically. So while they're uh, going back and forth on that, Fauci steps in, hold my spike protein, it says, it is conceivable that another COVID-19 vaccine shot could be needed on top of booster. What? Uh, four? Four? No, that'll never happen. It's just the two. <clears throat> okay, yeah, three. It's always been three. It's always been three. So when they ask for a fourth, that's always been as well? Or no? Before we start talking about a fourth shot, it will be very important for us to determine the durability of protection, particularly against severe disease for the third shot booster of an mRNA and the second shot of a JJ and J and J. Right now, we don't have that information, Fauci said during a press briefing. Uh, you do. It's called all the cases that you're seeing everywhere. <laughs> I would think. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if the CDC actually kept track of people that got sick with it after getting vaccinated, that would probably help them know as well. Science. Indeed. It is conceivable that in the future we might need an additional shot, but right now we are hoping that we will get a greater degree of durability of protection from that booster shot. So we're going to take one step at a time, get the data from the third boost, and then make a decision make decisions based on the scientific data, like the scientific data used to switch from 10 days to five. <clears throat> that kind of data. Yeah. Oh, by the way, his uh, pension is going to be like $375,000 a year when he retires. Bullshit. <laughs> Pension, by the way, from your tax money. Yay! Son of a You done messed up, A.A. Ron! I've never been more in favor of freezing someone's assets. <clears throat> never before. In British news, Viagra cures COVID. <laughs> it's all about blood circulation. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's all coming together. I what? believe we actually talked about this before. We probably did. I'm pretty sure we've covered something similar to this before. I know we covered the flu shot being effective against COVID for mm -hmm. some odd reason. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure we talked about this before because it's up that alley. But anyway, one thing I love about this is how it's a repurposed drug that did something good, which is why you can't use ivermectin because it was designed for something else. Yeah, but it works really well on this. Yeah, but it's designed for horse deworming. It's not. One. <laughs> Two. <laughs> this happens all the time. Viagra, for example, was not invented to help with your erectile dysfunction. It was invented to help with heart problems. Turns out, 
it helps really well in bed for four hours. No, 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 no. <laughs> if it lasts for four hours, you should see a doctor. Up to uh, four oh, hours. Up it to. lasts really well for up to four hours. After that, can't you have matches. That's so long. What am I supposed to do with the other three hours, 59 minutes, and 30 seconds? <laughs> My wife and I just... <laughs> Wife and I just watched Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> six minutes? That's a long time. I pity your wife if you think six minutes is a long time. A double jab 37-year-old woman put in a coma after catching COVID wants to thank staff at Lincoln County Hospital for saving her life and is urging everyone to make sure they get vaccinated. Now, hold on. She's not telling them to get a box of Viagra? Well, I'm, I'm just pausing there because a double-jabbed 37-year-old woman put in a coma after catching COVID is urging everyone to make sure they get vaccinated. It could have been worse. I mean, yeah, you could have died. That is a possibility. However... <laughs> What saved you was not the vaccine. No, what saved you was, where's the sentence that has it? A little blue pill. Little blue pill from Pfizer, of all places. Oh, really? Um, After more than a month in hospital with, in hospital, the British are weird. (laughs) (laughs) With COVID, it's, oh, because it's because it's the in, in the hospital, they, they hide their teas after what happened in Boston. <laughs> That's why. Forcing the British to hide their teas in 1776. <laughs> after more than a month in hospital with COVID <clears throat> pneumonia. <laughs> I refuse to let peas be silenced anymore after Pisaki tried to do so. Including uh, being it's never a, silent when I pee. <laughs> including being in a coma. Established dom- dominance. <laughs> That's why every time I walk into the restroom, I go to the urinal right next to whoever else is in there. No, to establish dom- dominance in that regard, whole wall of urinals is open except for the one that the guy is using. You wait in line behind him. <laughs> no, you go to the one next to him and you make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just asking for things you don't want. <sighs> oh, you don't start up a conversation. That's just weird. No, that that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun. Have <laughs> fun. <laughs> Including being in a coma and erectile disf Oh, okay. Hold on. Okay. After more than a month in a hospital with COVID-19 pneumonia, including being in a coma and erectile dysfunction drug Viagra helping save her life, Monica is now on the road to recovery. So, yeah. So, she wants... <laughs> that's... I t- double jabbed 37-year-old woman put in a coma. Now, for those listening and watching that I can't show because for whatever reason, it's not working. She's not exactly the most fit person, I would say, based off the images I see here. And uh, CNN actually just discovered that if you're overweight, you are more likely to 
have adverse effects from COVID-19. Who knew? She seems a little more likely to have adverse effects. She seems more likely to have adverse effects. So a double jab, 37-year-old woman put in a coma after catching COVID is urging everyone to make sure they get vaccinated after not the vaccine saved her from being unplugged from the machines. Just want to let that simmer for a second there. Monica was have was having at least two coronavirus tests a week due to her work. She tested positive for COVID after a lateral flow test on October 31st this year. Only a very faint line showed up and Monica booked in for a PCR test soon after, which confirmed the diagnosis. Of course it did. <laughs> As we just learned, she had been un she had been unwell for a few weeks with a cough, but she believes that was related to her asthma. Fair. Again, her body type. Um I, I was referring to the asthma when I said she looked like she was more likely to have asthma. She effect. looked like <laughs> <laughs> Your asthma's showing. <laughs> Your asthma's showing. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. I'm going to hell for that joke. <laughs> As one who has asthma, I do not take offense to that. <laughs> it's, I can make the joke because I'm friends with an asthmatic. <laughs> I have friends that are asthmatic. <laughs> it's fine. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't develop coronavirus symptoms until a couple of days after the positive result. See, I wouldn't be making fun of her if she didn't if she didn't go into a coma after getting vaccinated twice and then urged everyone to get vaccinated. I wouldn't be making fun of her if she didn't do that. But here we are. Because you have to fight insanity with insanity. I got the vaccine, then I got the illness, and it was terrible. Everybody go get vaccinated. And I almost died. And I almost died. And then a blue pill saved my life, so make sure you get vaccinated. Now, hold on. <laughs> I know I'm not the best, best mathematician, but... I'm not saying don't go get vaccinated. I'm just saying don't be a dumbass. Don't be dumb <laughs> about it. <laughs> Uh, by day four, the mother of two had lost her sense of taste and smell before coughing up blood the next day. That's bad. That's bad. On the fifth day, her oxygen levels had dropped. Uh, if you're coughing up blood, that makes sense. She was taken to a hospital in Greater Lincolnshire. 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 Mm -hmm. Again, no T's in there because just throw in a bunch of L's. By ambulance, two days, two days running, but after being... In A&E all night, she was discharged with a prescription and no treatment. Within two hours of being home, she woke up coughing and couldn't breathe properly, so her husband called 999. Okay, so... They can't wait, even wait, spell 911 right. Uh, how? <laughs> She's sick and they put her on a random classic movie I, channel? That doesn't seem... Hey, I'm coughing up blood. Hey, what you need to do is you need to watch A&E for three hours. <laughs> That's not for arts and entertainment. What is going on here? I don't know. I don't. I don't understand. British are weird. Like I said, they can't even spell nine one one right. It's nine nine nine. Oh no! Anyway, thank you. This time, Monica was instead taken to Lincoln County Hospital. On arrival, she was critically ill and went. I think she's critically ill when she's coughing up blood. I would consider coughing up blood to be critically ill. Myself, just saying. <laughs> 
and went straight to the <clears throat> resuscitation room. She needed to be resuscitated already, but she's still... Okay. She was on 15 liters of oxygen. Was that like a gallon? Two gallon? Oh, no one knows. To try <laughs> to get her... We'll never find out. I will decimate the snot out of this British article. <laughs> <laughs> try to get her back to normal levels, as well as uh, being put on a CPAP machine. She stayed on the COVID ward overnight, but her condition deteriorated, and she was admitted to ICU on November 9th. It's roughly four gallons. Great. Monica was... <laughs> Why didn't they just say that then? Monica was then put into a coma on November 16th as her condition continued to get worse and her oxygen levels were not reaching normal. She can't remember much from being in the coma other than hallucinating. Yeah, because you were... Vividly. I'm sure. <laughs> not out. <laughs> hey, she's not doing well. What if we just shut her body down? You mean kill her? No, no. Just shut down... Her body, so it's on. Did you try unplugging it and plugging it back <laughs> it's in? essentially what putting them in a coma <laughs> is. <laughs> a medically induced coma. That's basically what it is. Before she was put to sleep, she signed a document saying she was happy to be in a study to try experimental drugs. She was also given Viagra around a week after being in a coma, which opened up her airways. Her lungs started responding to it, and the oxygen she needed lowered by around uh, 50% as her condition began to improve. Huh. Monica also caught an infection. So now, watch. Pfizer will come up with a new Viagra that's not Viagra. <laughs> Viagra. Viagra. Pfizer-agra? Pfizer. 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 Is it? Yeah, okay. I will oh, claim copyrights on that. Just moving on. Right now. Monica also just caught an infection on. during her time in hospital, which made things very difficult for her, which is normal, actually, in a hospital to get an infection. People usually don't know that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the longer you stay in a hospital, the greater More your chance of you getting an infection. Something. After around two and a half weeks in a coma, she was given a tracheotomy. Tracheotomy? Tracheotomy? It's where they stab the hole in your throat so that they can Oh, make the you smoker breathe. thing. Yeah, the smoker thing. But it wasn't until December 14th when she was fully awake and conscious that she started to feel more like herself. You know, you can do a redneck version of that with a pen. In case anybody needed emergency first aid issues. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. After three days of being fully awake, she managed to stand up with assistance. She was being kept in a side room at ICU. But there were no beds free on the other wards for her to be moved to and blah, blah, blah. She had four negative COVID-19 tests, including during her final week in hospital before being discharged on Christmas Eve to go home and be with her family. The after effects of being in hospital mean Monica currently has poor mobility and needs help to wash and get dressed. And she has been confined to a bed for so long at hospital, her recovery could take several months or even longer. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. Yeah. But hey, make sure, according to her, I was put in a coma after I got the disease, after I was vaccinated. But make sure you get vaccinated because that saved my life. Did it, though? Because 
Well, the Danish did a little study. A little study. A little big study. Copenhagen. Omicron evades immunity better than Delta, Danish study finds. Uh, oh, oh. Huh. Oh. Omicron coronavirus variant is better at circumventing vaccinated people's immunity than the Delta variant. According to a Danish study published last week, helping explain why Omicron is spreading more rapidly. Hmm. Investigating nearly 12,000 Danish households in mid-December, the scientists found that Omicron was 2.7 to 3.7 times more infectious than the Delta variant among vaccinated Danes. Huh. Our findings confirm that the rapid spread of the Omicron variant primarily can be ascribed to the immune evasiveness rather than an inherent increase in the base of transmissibility. 78% of Danes have been fully vaccinated, while nearly 48% of those have received a third boosted shot. More than 8 out of 10 Danes have received Pfizer-BioNTech's vaccine. study also found that booster-vaccinated people are less likely to transmit the virus, regardless of the variant, than the unvaccinated. While more transmissible, the Omicron variant does seem to induce less serious disease. SSI's technical director, blah, blah, told media, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. So, it's just kind of like stepping around the vaccine. Well, that's that's especially comforting considering that about 95% of COVID cases in the U.S. currently are Omicron. Just sent you the link for that. Oh. P.S. P.S. In case you didn't know. <laughs> Omicron makes up 95% of sequenced COVID cases in U.S. as infections hit pandemic record. But it's the unvaccinated fault. Of course it is. All 5% of the unvaccinated. Oh, wait. There's 15% that haven't, of adults that haven't even had the first shot. Uh... Delta variant is now 4.6% of sequence cases. Good. Because apparently omicron also known as moronic depending on how dyslexic you are or omnicron if you add letters <laughs> or omnicorp if you feel like if it if you really want to go deep on it <laughs> uh, the omnicorp variant it's very robocop-esque it's fitting really uh, da, 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 da. anything else interesting in this not Oh, you already had that in your stuff, didn't you? You did. It was the next one. Ah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, so the Danes are saying it's not working as advertised. Uh, Germany can confirm. Um, a report from the German government says that over 95% of recorded cases of the Omicron COVID-19 variant in in Germany, occurred in fully vaccinated individuals. Oops. The paper, published December 30th by the German agency, the Robert Koch, 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 Koch Institute, included information on the vaccination status of 4,206 individuals who contracted the latest variant of the virus, 4,020 people who reported contracting Omicron in the study, which equates to 95.6% of total cases, had received at least two doses of COVID-19 vaccines. 28% received the booster. Just 186 people contracting Omicron were unvaccinated.
showing that <laughs> vaccinated individuals were 21 times as likely to contract the COVID-19 variant. Huh. And then if you know German, you can read it. First feeding below. This nine. This nine. <laughs> Guten Tag. Uh, Guten Tag. Guten Tag. <laughs> Pete, we can't send you to Germany. It's just... (laughs) (laughs) Booty judge. Booty judge getting a good and tug. Related to the vaccines and (laughs) people thinking they know more than they do, Twitter suspends Dr. Robert Malone. Why is that important? Who's Robert Malone? He invented mRNA vaccines. Is he related to Carl? I mean, maybe. It'd be kind of weird, though, because... He is very white, and Carl is very black. That would be really weird, then. That would be... I think there'd be an adoption somewhere in that line, or a mix somewhere. Anyways, Twitter suspends Dr. Robert Malone, inventor of mRNA vaccines and COVID-19 vaccine skeptic. Now, he invented the mRNA vaccine. Twitter suspended him because he was issuing warnings about how his invention was being used. So Twitter suspended him for misinformation and all that. Uh, um, It's a a level of uh, blatant uh, stupidity that I just can't wrap my head around of. Well, the fact checker said... What's his source? Well, his source is all of these other experts that have only been looking at this for the last three years. His source is USA Today or something like that. Okay, did he cite the person and group that invented the technology? No, he didn't look at that. Maybe you should. (laughs) Hey, that's a good idea. Hey, why is his name on here? Because he made it! (laughs) He knows everything about it and has since 1989. Dude's been researching this for 40 years. For longer than, for twice as long as most of those fact checkers have been alive, I'm sure. Probably. And to be clear, he supports vaccines. He even supports the mRNA. His issue is the mass distribution of it, especially in younger people and even more especially in children. Hey, we figured out how to bring dinosaurs back to life. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Do we want to? I mean, we have dinosaurs walking around. It's cool. Okay, yeah. He but spent too much asking, too much time asking if he could, not enough time asking if he should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's the problem actually. He's spending too much time asking if he should. And Everyone's asking if they could. So we could use this to make vaccines. Yeah, we could, but... All right, let's start making vaccines. No, there's a but. There's a but. There's a a very large but, and it isn't mine. Nicki Minaj would be jealous of the but but that I am throwing out. Of the size of this but. (laughs) This but is so large that Sir Mix-a-Lot wants to jump on it. 
A Twitter spokesperson said Malone's account was permanently suspended for, quote, repeated violations of our COVID-19 misinformation policy, end quote. Yeah, when you start censoring people that created the thing that you're censoring other people for, um, I have some historical things to ask about. <laughs> I'm not saying you're on the road to start throwing people into showers, but you're on the road to start doing bad stuff to people. Like throwing them in showers. Like that. That's, that's an exit on the road. <laughs> it's an exit on the road. It might not be the final destination, but it it gets you there. Um, you know, the yeah. great thing about final destination is those people died in so many different horrendous ways. <laughs> and you and think, creative, too. I just... I still am terrified of Pepsi bottles on the floor of my truck. <laughs> Don't drive behind a log truck. Don't drive behind a log truck. Exactly. I was confused when Final Destination 2 came out. And how many times can you get to the final? How many final? times can you get to the final destination? It's, it's the same question I have with Final Fantasy. <laughs> Apparently, the answer to that one is like 25 plus. So And some reboots. And some reboots. <laughs> final Fantasy 7. Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Final Fantasy VII, Dirge of Serpent. How many sevens are there in the English language? <laughs> I'm not saying I don't like the games. I'm just saying you'd probably be a little more creative with the name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... I mean, I get it. It was their last game, and then they were going to go bankrupt and not make any more games, so it was their final effort to make something. And, it was successful. And it was so good that it And so they just the latched onto it and milked it for all it's worth. And then Kind of like how Bethesda milks Skyrim as much as they can to... <laughs> New release for that on the VR, by the way. <laughs> in case you were wondering. A couple of time travelers step out of their time machine. It worked. What year is it? Hey, Skyrim's released. What year is it? What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so uh, he got banned from Twitter, and then Joe Rogan invited him onto his show to talk about it. And the mRNA stuff and all of that kind of stuff. And social media said, hey, you can't have that episode. You can't share that episode. So in typical Texas fashion, helping people. God bless Texas. <laughs> helping people become ungovernable. Texas Republican Rep Troy Nels. Never heard of him. Don't care. I love him now. <laughs> <laughs> We're friends. <laughs> We're friends. Uh, submitted Joe Rogan's controversial podcast with Dr. Robert Malone to the congressional record on Monday after it had been removed on YouTube, saying the move will keep it from being censored because it is illegal to censor the congressional record. Ooh. <laughs> I feel like a lot more things should be submitted to the congressional record if it's that easy. <clears throat> that's all it, that's it. That's all it takes. Yeah. I got a list. I got a list. <laughs> Today, I submitted the transcript from the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, episode number 1757, with Dr. Robert Malone to the congressional record. Big tech wants to restrict your access to this information, but they cannot censor the congressional record. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> you can also read the full transcript on my website here, which you also cannot censor 
an official Congress congressional website either. The representative website. What happened with Marjorie Taylor Greene then? Uh, it was her personal account, not her ah. congressional account. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Did I did I tell you about my fupa with that this morning? Yeah. Re- read an article that stated that uh, MTG was banned on Twitter, and my nerdy ass was over here like, "What the hell did Magic the Gathering do to Twitter?" <laughs> Took me like five minutes scrolling through the article to be like Marjorie Taylor Greene. That makes so much more sense. I was thinking about something completely um, different. I was so lost. <laughs> you know what? What did they make a Let's Go Brandon Planeswalker card? Is that something new? <laughs> uh, in a statement. Uh, Congressman Troy Nels said, by deplatforming Dr. Robert Malone for voicing opposition and removing the interview, Twitter and YouTube are once again proving they don't work for their users, but for big pharma, big media, and the elites. When we stray away from our core principles of freedom of speech, freedom of expression, and freedom of debate, democracy is lost. We're not in democracy. Today, I entered the transcript of the Joe Rogan Experience number 1757 into the congressional record to preserve the podcast forever. Big tech may be able to censor information on their own platforms, but they cannot censor the congressional record. So, yeah. So, if you were wanting to share that, just go ahead and share the link to the congressional record, and they can't do anything about it unless they want a lawsuit from the government. Oh! But hey, Dr. Robert Malone, he's one of those fringe doctors. Getter, huh? Yeah. And Joe Rogan's now on Getter. Huh. Which potentially just killed Twitter. Yep. Oh, no. Considering that Joe Rogan has more followers than MSNBC, and CNN. Pick a news agency. <laughs> several of them combined. <laughs> yeah. Probably not a good move to censored the most popular well i mean they are a bunch of twits over there so quit the twit quit the twit (laughs) still need to make that shirt finally in an act of rebellion italy fights back against covid stuff with fireworks i love it Residents in a major Italian city... What a fireworks show. (laughs) Residents in a major Italian city went viral over the weekend after violating an ordinance that barred them from using fireworks in New Year's Eve celebrations. Naples Mayor Gitano Manfredi... um, They they should just call him Benito. Um, (laughs) Get Mo Manfries. Get Mo Manfries. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Issued an ordinance ahead of New Year's celebrations that enacted, quote, the absolute ban on the use and detonation of fireworks, firecrackers, barrels, rockets, and similar pyrotechnic devices, even if freely sold throughout the city from 1600 on 31 December 2021 to 2400 on 1 January 2022, end quote. So they all lit it off at what... Uh, midnight 01. The reasons behind the ban, COVID-19 pandemic and the environment. Translation of his order says, in the current health emergency situation, the increase in hospitalizations resulting from accidents caused by barrels would represent a particular vulnerability for health professionals already, already tried so much by months of pandemic. 
Therefore, is dutiful. They use Google Translate for this. <laughs> they totally <laughs> did. Is dutiful implement all possible actions to avoid further congesting the emergency rooms. That more and more civil society is gaining awareness of limit distributing noises as much as possible, as well as the increase in emissions of pollutants into the environment. So there you go. Too much smoke from the fireworks and people... Too many disturbing noises. And people blow their hands off. So hospitals. So... You know what else has a lot of disturbing noises that we need to limit? Jake Tapper. There's that, yeah. Just saying. Yeah, the... uh, Residents lit off the fireworks and <laughs> just the whole city. Was oh, just and the lit. show it was. The city too. itself could not put on a better show than, <laughs> than what they put Glorious. out. Glorious. And I would show it to you, but for whatever reason, our thing doesn't our work. thing isn't working, so you'll get to hear it. <laughs> Everywhere. It's just everywhere. <laughs> Aerials, ground fireworks, it's bouncing off the top of buildings. because, And it goes on forever. <laughs> By ignoring the mayor's orders, residents face incurring a fine of 500 euros, which is like 12 bucks or something. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, this video is... Two minutes and twenty seconds of uh, grand that is finale. the equivalent of five hundred and sixty-four doll hairs. Doll hairs. Yes. <laughs> it's but yeah, that that video is two minutes and twenty seconds of your typical grand finale fireworks show <laughs> display. The best fireworks show you've seen. The grand finale section of it for like two the minutes. whole time. Yes. Um, that is the biggest middle finger I've ever seen somebody give. <laughs> and of course, multiple people incurred injuries during the celebrations. <laughs> just like he thought, but probably more people than normally would have if he just said nothing. <laughs> if we're being honest, this is partially your fault. <laughs> In fact, it's entirely your fault. I told you not to. I specifically told you to not, which is specifically why we did. <laughs> which is specifically why we did. The newspaper explained that fireworks greeted the arrival of the new year in Naples despite the order that prohibited them issued by the mayor, Benito Mussolini. Benito or something. Mussolini. I don't know. It's lost in translation. I told you it was Gitmo Manfries. <laughs> Gitmo Manfries Mussolini. Gitmo Manfries Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, Jake Tapper, as you mentioned. Oh, hey. How many pedophiles does it take to create a news network? Oh, we just asked CNN. CNN has an answer. It might not be the final answer, but they have an answer. At least two. At least two. Is it only two at this point? I thought they were... Pedophiles. It's two pedophiles. Oh, two pedophiles. Multiple sexual offenders. Yeah, if you're going with sexual offenders, then, you know... Half the company. A solid handful. Solid handful. (laughs) (laughs) Former CNN producer for Jake Tapper is under investigation for alleged crimes involving minors, according to reports. No, this isn't the story we read to you two, three weeks ago. This is a new story. This is a different producer. This one's different. Same company, different person. (laughs) Rick. Similar allegations. Rick Salibi is 
the second CNN producer who recently was reported to face a probe of this nature. He stepped down earlier this month from his role at the outlet, a spokesman for CNN told Fox Rick. News Digital. <laughs> Did Rick. Ya? What is Rick short for? Um, Ick. Is it a short, shortened version of Richard? Peter. Peter. Dick. Oh! Dick Sleazy. Oh. Dick Saleby. Sleazy. Dick Sleazy. <laughs> Virginia's Fairfax County Police Department confirmed the investigation to Fox, stating that it involves, quote, serious alleg- allegations involving potential juvenile viction- victims, and, quote, adding that, quote, detectives assigned to the Child Exploitation Squad of the Major Crimes Bureau are in leading this investigation, end quote. That means absolutely they got stuff on him. <laughs> I'm not saying that this man is guilty and he should be punished to the full extent of the law. All I'm saying is that chemical castration should be a thing that is allowed in the court of law. And millstones. Yes, that too. With a deep, deep pool. <laughs> Ocean even. <laughs> if you will. Or a sea. <laughs> Take him on a final cruise. Police also stress the importance of protecting the personal privacy and safety of victims and witnesses. Okay, yeah, yeah. The allegations against Sleazy, Slee, Slee Body, Slee Boy, Celebi, uh, were first revealed by a conservative outlet, Project Veritas. <laughs> <laughs> Doing God's work. <laughs> Some of the former producers' uh, property was confiscated by Fairfax detectives at the Child Exploitation Squad of the Major Crimes Bureau. Project Veritas reported that alleged texts and videos show sleazeball fantasizing about sexual acts with a younger te- with a young teenager. Earlier this month, the Federal Bureau of Investigations arrested John Griffin, a CNN producer, and Chris Cuomo colleague, who has since been fired from his position for sexual stuff. <laughs> oh no, he was fired because of his interactions with his brother. But then it turns out he also did sexual stuff. That's why he was fired. CNN's a great place. It's just... I mean... It's just wonderful there. <laughs> can't make this shit up. I just... How does the Babylon Bee do it? I don't, I don't know. How they keep being satire is just... <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, if you haven't gotten any Let's Go Brandon swag... You're in luck. There's a store dedicated to it. And not just a store, an entire chain of stores now. (laughs) Let's go Brandon store chain to expand in New England. Business is very, very good in New England. (laughs) (sighs) Owner Keith Lambert told Fox Fox Business he plans to expand his business into Salisbury and Cape Cod, Massachusetts, increasing his locations from 8 to 10 to keep up with the demand during the Biden presidency. <laughs> America's a terrible, awful place. Yes, it's so terrible you can make a living off of selling Let's Go Brandon shirts and swag. You can literally make a living <laughs> off of selling merchandise that berates and bashes the president of your country. <laughs> like... In Russia, you would last about two seconds. Can you imagine a fuck Putin shirt? <laughs> or even just Putin on a Ritz. Putin on a Ritz. <laughs> if you had that sold in Russia. So what? We just need a picture of a Ritz cracker <laughs> and a Putin mugshot. It's already there. Putin on a Ritz. It's, it's already a thing. It's yes. a Twitter handle, too. That Someone's sucks. already got it. 
People why. always think of my ideas before I do. That's yeah, why I don't make any that's money. That's why we don't. A customer, a customer came into one of our locations and bought a Let's Go Brandon sticker and went out to his car and stuck it over his Biden sticker, Lambert said. And that was it. He was just like, I'm done with this guy. People have buyer's remorse. He added business is very, very good right now. New England, Massachusetts. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure was blue last year or during the election. Right? I don't know. The old razzle-dazzle map. Massachusetts was a 65 to 32 Joe Biden. And he's selling merchandise like hotcakes that criticizes the very man who overwhelmingly won Massachusetts. <laughs> A two to one margin. Ah, yeah, love to see it. Uh, Lambert's stores at the time were named New England for Trump, but he decided to cash in on the craze. And by early November, he had rebranded one of them as Let's Go Brandon store in Hanson, Massachusetts. It was so successful that he opened a new Let's Go Brandon location in North Attleboro, also in Massachusetts, and rebranded the rest of his stores as Let's Go Brandon as well. <laughs> LGBTQ. <laughs> Let's get Brandon to quit. Yes. <laughs> Then we got Kamala. Kamala's no bueno. Kamala. C. C. We'll come back to that next one because the one after that's more relatable. NASCAR is a little concerned that Let's Go Brandon Cryptocurrency is sponsoring Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. I'm so happy that he actually got on that bandwagon. He he tried to not to at first, but then nobody wanted to sponsor him because he was the source of it, even though he actually wasn't. He just happened to be the one being interviewed by the lady that started it because she didn't want to say what the crowd was actually saying. Yeah, I hope NASCAR doesn't pulls their heads out for this because this is at the same time if they don't you'll make a lot of money because <laughs> it'll just make the coin that much more popular nascar is now reviewing a deal made last week between driver brandon brown and cryptocurrency meme coin named after him i just needed brandon. to go to a penny that's all just a penny just a penny LG just a penny lgb coin which stands for the viral meme let's go brandon According to Max Marcucci, a spokesperson for Brown's team, NASCAR gave the team a written approval on the sponsorship and paint scheme late last year and said the team went through the usual sponsorship approval process. <coughs> Marcucci said NASCAR called following the announcement and acknowledged to the team that it had received approval and apologized for any confusion and miscommunication, but said that the deal needs to be reviewed at a higher level. Basically, an underling said, yeah, whatever. And then uppity up saw it, like, hold on. <laughs> uh, they're saying that Brown's team jumped the gun by announcing the partnership before NASCAR had a chance to review it. I'm sorry. If you give them the approval, seems like it's done. So, yeah, you can have that sponsor. Yeah, that's okay to paint it like that. Yep, that's okay. All right. 
Hey, this is our new sponsor. Uh, hold on. You can't be saying that's your sponsor. Mm, no. No. I'm not buying that. Of course, this is the same NASCAR that believes that garage door pullers are nooses. So there's that. <laughs> so, yeah. So if you haven't gotten into the LGB coin craze yet, um, now's a good time because I think it slumped back down just a little bit ago after this announcement. Jumped up, hopingly, and then signed back down. In yeah, uh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <clears throat> uh, to our friends in the Great White North, um, most, most owners of firearms are holding on to their banned weapons before the buyout. Hey, why aren't you guys turning in your guns that we've now decided are illegal? Because of the very reason you just asked me that question. <laughs> only, 100, only 160 firearms that the liberal government prohibited more than a year and a half ago have been deactivated or surrendered. <laughs> the government originally estimated that this ban, which took effect on May 1st, 2020, would apply to 90,000 to 105,000 firearms. <laughs> yes! <laughs> How's the gun buyback going? Um, we got 160. 160,000? 160, period. Stop. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Justin Trudeau's government promise to create a buyback program for it. If an individual or business were to relinquish a newly prohibited firearm or device before the implementation of the buyback program, they won't be eligible for compensation once the program is announced. Government officials are currently in the process of refining requirements and developing program design and implementation options for a buyback program. What if they just never buy back? Then you're going to go door to door and take them? Uh, yes. Huh. The Canadian Firearms Program can confirm that as of December 9th, 2021, 18 firearms formerly classified as restricted, affected by the May 1st, 2020 order in council have order in council have been deactivated. They got 18 of the 105,000 firearms <laughs> deactivated. <laughs> in addition, there have been 142 OIC effective firearms recorded as surrendered to a public agency for destruction since May 1st, 2020. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> yeah, good luck getting I'm those back. <laughs> when you're going to people's churches and dragging the pastor out for not following your rules. Can you imagine those psychopaths? There he is, Arthur. Arthur. <sighs> Why don't you make fun of his name? Because he's cool. That's the difference. <laughs> he's not afraid to call a fascist a fascist when a fascist is fascisting, fascisting in his face. <laughs> because he's actually gained my respect. <laughs> respect is earned, not received. Yes. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. So that's fun. There's there's some holdout hope in the Great White North. Not about one hundred five thousand worth, yeah, <laughs> apparently. About. <clears throat> uh, speaking of firearms, 
The Justice Department announced a new rule requiring licensed gun sellers to offer gun storage devices. Yeah. Yeah. The Justice Department has announced the establishment of a new rule designed to ensure the safe and secure storage of firearms. The rule requires federal firearms licenses who sell guns to the general public to certify that they have secure gun storage or safety devices available. Not your business? Today's announcement build on the department's efforts to reduce the risk of firearms falling into the wrong hands. Attorney General Merrick Garland said, scumbag, gun safety is a Department of Justice priority, and we will continue... Gun safety is a Department of Justice, not your business. Yeah, not your business, one. Two, there's higher priorities, like, I don't know, enforcing the law of all the illegal immigrants that you're sneaking into the United States. Um... And we will continue to take all appropriate steps to help reduce the number of people killed and injured by the misuse of firearms. Uh-huh. The rule will take effect on February 3rd and require all federal firearms licensees to certify that they have secure gun storage devices available to customers. So you've got a month to go buy all those guns that you want. <laughs> to customers Splurge. for purchase along with firearms. So... I'm almost certain that none of these people have actually gone to a gun store. Because you go into a gun store and they all have things in which you can somehow secure your firearm already. Yeah, I'm pretty sure most guns come with a gun lock in the And then there's that. So, I mean, that's the easy way to circumvent it is just throw a gun lock in the, the box with it. Well, they don't have to give they have to have it available for the customer is what they're saying I, it says ensure that the they have to certify that they have a secure gun storage device available to customers for purchase oh i thought it was purchase. saying they have to ensure that the person purchasing it has a secure oh, oh well, that's easy enough <laughs> yeah that's stupid it's it's a it's a whole lot of nothing to make liberals feel good Oh, it's about time they do something like that. If you go into a, any place that sells guns, you will find had it. safes, you will find locks. For years. You will find trigger locks. You'll because find all kinds of things. People like to, for whatever reason, lock up their guns. I like to lock up the guns that I'm not, not using. typically going to use for yeah. home defense. Yeah. <laughs> I like to hide the rest around the house. Where it is, nobody knows. Loaded. And can, ready. Can I borrow one of your umbrellas from <clears throat> this thing? I'll grab it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be careful with that one. <laughs> careful. The safety's <clears throat> off. <laughs> According you to wouldn't the, want to push a button and actually pop an umbrella in the middle of a umbrella holder in the hallway. This, this is where it gets tricksy for the... Uh, so I'm calling it popping an umbrella from now on. <laughs> this is where it gets tricksy for the uh, gun sellers. Um, is the legal jargon behind it all. So they have to make sure they're complying with it, and then they have to do all the paperwork and whatever stupid red tape stuff to make sure they're in compliance. According to the department, a secure gun storage or safety device includes a safe, gun safe, gun case, lockbox, or other device that is designed to be or can be used to store a firearm that is designed to be unlocked only by means of a key, a combination, or other similar means. Yeah. 
The department clarifies in a release on the matter that not all means of storage are compatible with all firearms. Therefore, to be in compliance with the rule, a seller must have available secure gun storage options that are compatible with the firearms they are selling. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. That's a low bar for the ATF, really. <laughs> the ATF shouldn't be a government branch. It should be a store. Yes. Change my mind. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, and explosives. <laughs> shouldn't it be the ATFE, then? Well, explosives was added after they already printed all the ATF logo stuff. Ah. Uh, yeah. That's actually why. <laughs> really is why. <laughs> They already and, and it doesn't include, include Bureau because if it did, it would be BATFA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that. Oh, they published a best practices guide for federal firearms licensees designed to help sellers comply with federal regulation designed to ensure, among other things, the traceability of firearms. Yeah, no, you're not tracing it. That is one big pile of shit. The guide also encourages sellers to provide other ATF reading materials to individuals purchasing fire. So you got this brochure here shoots up real nice. You got this brochure here is a really great target as well. And this brochure expands out really big to see a good spread on your shotgun from 50 yards. <laughs> I like that brochure. <laughs> So that owners understand their legal obligations as well as practical steps they can take to help keep firearms out of the hands of prohibited persons and facilitate the safe storage of firearms. Well, pardon me, young man. Excuse the shit out of my goddamn French, but did you just threaten me? <laughs> yeah. Top violations impacting public safety. This is the link to that. Stupid guideline thing. Top violations impacting public safety. Failure to obtain an ATF form 4473 firearms transaction record when required. So they're upset that people aren't filling out transaction records when they're privately selling firearms because that's a big impact to public safety. So on a completely unrelated note, um, do you want to go in on a 3D printer with me? <laughs> I do enjoy printing 3D things. I do as well. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> stupid, this thing. Educating your customers. Do I need a license to buy or sell firearms? Holy crap. What a worthless agency. Seriously, though. In some innovative science news. So container ships traveling across the ocean use a lot of gas and all that stuff, right? Got to oh, find a better of, way to of get course. them to transport lots of goods across the ocean. Now, all of you bright conservative thinkers out there might be thinking, well, yeah, if the container ships were nuclear powered, that probably cut down on emissions and all that stuff, right? Be nice and green. That might be the case. But what if, what if we could attach a giant kite to the ship and have it dragged across the ocean with wind? Sometimes my genius, it generates gravity. Oh, yeah. 
Or wind, in this case. Yeah. Generates wind. Yeah. At the start of next year, I mean, this is just innovative. Who would have thought that you could hook a giant kite to a ship and have it have the wind pull the ship across the ocean or push? Who are you who are so wise in the ways of science? I'm Arthur. <laughs> At the start, it's so hard to not laugh. At the start of next year, the Ville de Bordeaux, a 154-meter-long ship that moves aircraft components for Airbus SE, will unfurl a 500-square-meter kite on journeys across the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> It will undergo six months of trials and tests before full deployment. Now, I, maybe I'm just new to this whole ship sailing thing. You went full retard, man. But I feel like... Ship sailing? In what I just we don't, said. We don't do... Uh, sailing's not a thing. Right, that's old-timey old, technology. Old-timey tech. It's this inefficient. Is a kite. This is something new. It's a giant... What if we... See, back it looks then, like a parachute, if we're being honest. Back then, you know, the idea was if we could just get a giant piece of fabric up in the air to pull the ship through the water, that would save us on a lot of rowing. Yeah. You know, the funniest Fast thing about to now, this is... If the new idea, if we can get a giant fabric up in the sky to pull the ship... Oh, wait, that's exactly the same thing. The funniest thing about this is looking at the the theoretical designs they have here, the sail is actually better engineered than this kite is. Oh, yeah. Because a sail, you could technically sail crosswind or almost uh-huh. even against the wind in yes. some instances. You can. You can. It takes forever. It does. But you can, <laughs> but you can indeed <laughs> sail against the wind. This is just a giant parachute attached to a string on the front of a ship as soon as there the wind is shifts no control <laughs> as soon as the wind shifts that parachute goes wherever the wind is blowing it <laughs> anyway a, the wind blows if a sudden storm comes up which happens very very frightening me which happens a lot in the ocean a storm and wind shifts and all that can just appear Galileo <laughs> You have to drag this thing in and pack it up. Whereas a sail, you just roll it up and you're done. This, you have to... Let's see, it does say how... The kite is called Seawing. Its developers, Airseas, estimates that an even larger 1,000 square meter parafoil flying at an altitude of 300 meters, so we're pushing 1,000 feet. Yeah. You got to... Sudden hurricane appears, and you got to pull <laughs> a thousand feet of rope in with a thousand square meter <laughs> parafoil. <laughs> so a 3,000, 3,500 square foot, <laughs> a house. You have to drag a house <laughs> while the wind is blowing. <laughs> Ship, shipping carries more than 80% of all goods traded globally, but also accounts for almost 3% of man-made carbon dioxide emissions. AirSeas says its technology is automated and can be installed on any ship regardless of size in a few days. Mm, I, I believe there would be a size thing if you got a 1,000 square meter parafoil. 
<laughs> I think it could get a little too small on the ship. A little. <laughs> very, very tiny amount. But again, why have a nuclear-powered ship when you can just use ye old tried-and-true wind but do it in the most inefficient way possible? Just like any green The only way would. to save our world is to go back to the Stone Age. <laughs> That's what the Green New Deal crap I mean, is. At, at the best, I can give you the Bronze Age. <laughs> yeah, they're not even going to the 1700s when we had sails. It's, look, let's just have the sail. Well, let's reinvent the wheel. <laughs> let's just or have, in this case, reinvent the sail. Let's just have the sail just float around all higgledy-piggledy at the whims of the wind instead of having it secured fastly to the ship. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response (laughs) were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. If I was a politician, whether president or congressman or whatever, I would just have that on standby and wait. (laughs) I would just have it memorized, and I'd say it myself. I don't know. There's something about his voice, though. That's true. The 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 reflections, the way he says it, it is pretty good. And it allows you to have a break from what you're talking about or whatever. You just kind of just stand and let that play. Because there's something about standing there in silence, staring them dead in the eyes as this is playing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, our final thing is probably the best headline you will ever read. Definitely the best headline you will ever read. I'm trying to think if I've actually... Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, A drunk driver hits an ambulance that was responding to a drunk driver who hit a police car who pulled over a drunk driver. (laughs) The drunks, they're planning something. (laughs) It's a car. We work together on it. (laughs) This was... uh, this was back in uh, 2019, um, but it rolled across my things, and I laughed, so here it is. Thursday morning, a paramedic was hurt after his ambulance was hit by an alleged drunk driver, but that's just the beginning. Authorities are reporting that multiple events started when two police cars pulled over a suspected drunk driver. They lied to me. Soon after that traffic stop, their police cruiser was hit by another suspected drunk driver. Paramedics arrived at the scene, and shortly after their ambulance was hit by a third alleged drunk driver. So the paramedics' ambulance getting hit was not, in fact, the beginning or the begriming, as they unfortunately misspelled it, but was, in fact, the end of the story. (laughs) Sneaky, shifty bastards. I caught you. And it's not like this was a New Year's bust or something like that. This is October 25th. Nothing special. <laughs> just, just. <laughs> Supposedly everyone recovered and uh, it's all fine and well. So we can laugh at it. It's fine. <laughs> it's all good. It's all, it's all good. good. It's all gravy. Good gravy. 
Oh, it's funny. Yeah, we got a drunk driver. We got another drunk driver. And <laughs> hey, we got a drunk driver. We've pulled. <laughs> Make that two drunk drivers. We're going to need a paramedic. We to need help a paramedic. <laughs> we just sent the paramedic. We need a paramedic uh, for the paramedic. We need another paramedic. <laughs> Our paramedic needs a paramedic. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. I'm in the top 99 percentile of intelligent people on this planet. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Sean Ray as Attorney General of Utah, asking for some clarification on uh, Utah's law that says businesses can't collect COVID vaccine information and keep a database of it. <clears throat> so when I get his response, I will share it. Because Post it to the interwebs. Because it should be a good one. Because it affects a good chunk of our listeners. I think. And there's other states that have similar stuff, so the answer will probably be similar for you as well if you're having issues at work of them doing stuff that seems wrong. Because <clears throat> it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a behind-the-scenes personal thing there for you that I'm willing to share with everyone. <clears throat> yeah, this year is going to be... F- Fun. That's an F word. Fun. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I have to say. It's it's going to be fun. That's it. That's all I, I got. I mean, so, it started off great because they're backpedaling on a lot of stuff, which is also kind of worrisome because what are they going to do? With yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. That's a thing. Well, like, subscribe, send us an email, send us a message. Comment, review. Comment, review. Positively say, on the review. Say hello. 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 <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. desire to sniff that again. Duh. 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 Oh, did it? Takes a second to actually start recording. Does it, though? Record. Duh. Record. Duh. Record. Captain's log. All right, then. He said as he sat on the toilet. I'm not perverted enough to be on CNN. (laughs) I'm not perverted (laughs) enough to You want that CNN cash, you got to increase that perversion level. Apparently. Uh, apparently. Apparently. All right. Well, well, that was, yeah. Let it begin.